All right, all right, all right. It's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast coming live from the Frady Hole Kitchen here at the lovely Tornado Alley Studios. We've got great guests lined up, folks. We've got uh, Jamie Gilbert, Tulsa Athletic. He will be on to talk all A's. We're not talking about Oakland Athletics. Screw them. We've got Tulsa Athletic bringing it starting this weekend on Sunday. We also have our good friend from the Tulsa Soccer Show, Zach Easton. He will be back in action here on the podcast to talk a little roughnecks, some Las Vegas, llamas. We've got all sorts of crazy stuff going on down there, but he will be happy to talk about it. But first, you know, you got to get inside, folks. It's getting windy, dark. It's getting cloudy. Storms are everywhere. Pillows, blankets. Get the kids inside because it's another episode of the Tornado Alley Sock Podcast. All right, folks, thank you so, so very much for joining us this evening here on live stream and here in the Frady Hole. You can you can already see we've got a guest in the house. We're, we're, we're rocking it out this this awesome Monday night. But uh, before we jump into it, we've got a couple of folks we want to thank. Uh, BGN.FM, you can find the podcast there. iTunes, Google Plus, Stitcher, not Google Plus, but Google, whatever it is. You guys know it. Uh, got you can find our, our podcast there. Also, great other great content. Fox Trot podcast. Also, uh, play the kids podcast. There's basically if you root for a USL or US men's national team or any any league team, really, you've got a podcast out there for you. Uh, also, want to thank the folks over at RoughneckScarves.com, official supplier, scarf supplier of the US national team, men's national team, women's national team, as well as USL and and Major League Soccer, you can find their scarves at roughneckscarves.com, and that's R-U-F-F-N-E-C-K-S-C-A-R-V-E-S.com. And also our, our great friends over at New Day Shelters, and we'll talk a little bit about them here in a minute. But uh, great, great Monday night. I hope everybody is doing great, everybody on the live stream. Uh, as you can see, we do have a guest in the house, Jamie Gilbert of Tulsa Athletics. So we're going to jump right into talking some A's here right off the bat. Uh, Jamie, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. Great, great. Yeah, great to have you in the house, and uh, uh, we're just sitting here talking shop about kids, and uh, so, you know, he, he, he has one coming up in July, and I've got one coming up on Wednesday, so, man, we're, <laughs> we don't need any sleep, do we? I no, mean, no, it's all downhill after the first, so. <laughs> it's like, ah, my social life, yeah, what is that, right? Well, that's okay. I mean, what else am I going to do? So that's why I have a podcast, so I mean, this, is my, this is my social interaction right here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, well, Jamie, I mean, you were on the on the squad last season, and and you know had we're just right there, just kind of you know with the Wichita, just kind of got y'all just there at the very end. But I tell you what, this is a team that's bringing back a lot of players, and and and, and you included. So, how are you feeling so far, uh, just coming into this season? Uh, pretty good, actually. We um, I was only there for the tail end of the season uh, last year, so mm. I only got about four or five games. So. Um, so it was kind of interesting. Everybody's told us, everybody who's been around the club, they said this has been the best uh, five weeks leading up to the season that we've mm -hmm. had. So a lot of guys who uh, from are from here in the Tulsa area, we've been getting together and we've been training for the last four or five weeks. And mm -hmm. uh, it's been a pretty good standard. It's been it's been really good. A lot of the guys are seasoned. They've played lots of different places. Um, and so fitness is starting to go up. And all the guys from college are starting to pour in this week. So, mm -hmm. so far it's been it's been really good. That's yeah, right. great. Yeah, and, and uh, I know you guys had the scrimmage last weekend, and some of the guys, local guys, Levi Coleman's one, uh, Brady Ballou now, who's yeah. an adopted local guy now. Right. Uh, <laughs> you live here longer than six months. Yeah, we're no, claim you're, you part, just, of you're yeah, part of it. Yeah, you're part of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to back up just – I know we kind of talked a little bit about the season. We're going to back way up. Okay. Um, one thing I love to ask a question, this question to folks who play soccer, uh, is how did you get into this sport, and how did you – and how did you end up in the position that you are now? Sure. I got in because of a girl, uh, our next door neighbor, <laughs> okay. uh, Emily. She she was cute. We were the same age. She played soccer. She was much better than me. So <laughs> I uh, naturally, I just told my parents, we got to get we gotta get signed up. Sure. So first team I played for was the Broken Arrow Daredevils. Uh, we were B-A-D-D -D on across our shirts, and we were nice. terrible. Never won a game. <laughs> uh, my first uh, year and a half playing soccer. And uh, then I actually started playing for Joey Ryan. Mm, who okay. is coaching with the athletics. And so Joey was my coach until I was 18. Um, so I grew up playing for Tulsa Nationals. 
um, and really just fell in love with it from there, especially the way he and uh, Victor Moreland, I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, the Victor, Victor uh, the way they talked about uh, football just on a world a worldwide uh, kind of scale, mm-hmm. I just started to fall in love with it. You know, it was back in the day when the Champions League would come on, you know, one game on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. You had to run home and, you know, set the VCR and make sure the VCR was set for it, you know. and so Yeah, or it was on the, like, those obscure, like, like offbeat channels, right, like Fox yeah. Soccer World. Yeah, it was, and so, you know, being able to do that. And then to get your EPL games, you know, you had to pay. It was pay-per-view. So to be able to mm-hmm. watch, like, world football, it was, like, really special for sure. uh, for us. And so I, I just really fell in love with it. I really enjoyed I loved connection. Like I, it was a place where I got to connect with all all sorts of people, and that was kind of sure. that was the journey for me. Um, I I went to Vanderbilt. Um, I played there. Uh, there were actually four of us uh, from Tulsa that all went to Vanderbilt, and then uh, Vanderbilt cut their men's soccer program my junior year, mm. and so um, they decided they're going to add women's bowling instead. Um, <laughs> really interesting. Good for them, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, got the first national championship. So, anyways, I it was really cool. I ended up transferring to University of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coach who was there is a guy named Richie Grant from Ireland. Okay. And when he called me, he he talked about soccer like I hadn't heard anybody talk about it. He obviously called it football, and sure. he just talked about you know there being a spirit to the game and all sorts of things. And it, it just, it was, again, it was like falling in love with soccer again. It was sure. really fun playing. So I played a year there and then, um, I went over to Ireland for five years and played, um, shortly after that. And, uh, that was a crazy, crazy adventure. I was told that I had a trial set up. Um, I show up the first day, knock on the club door. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, Hey, my name's Jamie. Like, who are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my name's Jamie Gilbert. I'm the American who was emailing back and forth with you. And they're like, Oh, Jesus. We thought you were messing. And I was like, <laughs> and honestly, like I went there knowing like I was gonna stay on the dorm room floor. Uh, oh man! My now wife, my my girlfriend at the time, she had a friend who was studying abroad there in Dublin. Mm-hmm. So I was staying on a dorm room floor with people I didn't know, mm. and I had the contact of one other person that my coach knew. And here I was just kind of knocking on the door. <laughs> like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. And uh, so they let me play. Uh, they let me, you know, train with the team, and mm-hmm. I bounced around for about four or five months. Um, and, uh, ended up snagging on with a team for a little spell and then, mm-hmm. uh, got settled with another club in Dublin for about four years. No, oh, nice. There, nice. So, how, um, how was that experience just playing overseas and, and, and getting in there and, and, you know, playing, I don't know, I'm sure the pro rail and all yeah, that good it, stuff. It was, it was really interesting. Um, the football was great. It was so fast. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, there's a couple of Irish guys who are on the team, uh, and so we, we kind of joke about it because the football is fantastic, especially mm-hmm. in training. The ball is fizzing across the pitch. I mean, it's lightning quick, sure. very technical. And then you get in a match, and the ball just gets hoofed over the top, and it's just kick and run and just kicking lumps out of each other. Oh. Um, and so it was it was this weird thing. It took me a little while to get used to it. And I yeah. at the time, I played center back, and uh, where I played in college, mm-hmm. I, I dribbled a lot. I scored quite a few goals. Mm-hmm. Um because if you can if you can break the you know strikers down, then it's basically two v one the rest of the way up the pitch. So mm. the first day I put I they call it dwelling on the ball. Yeah. I kept the ball at my feet as a center back, and uh, everybody on the team let me know that that wasn't acceptable. And so <laughs> it took a little You're bit. Not a you know, back. Yeah, it, doing, t- it took me a little bit to try and figure that out. And um, but it was great. I mean, the passion guys had, and sure, um, it, it was just it was extremely fun. And it was the it was the you know language there um, yeah. and so it was a cool another cool thing i mean i got lumped into a um a neighborhood named called Ballymun uh in mm. north dublin and anybody who actually one of the guys on the team he found out where i played and i, I told him or i said i lived in Ballymun. he's like why um and traditionally it's one of the darker neighborhoods in europe mm. uh it's rough has a hot mm. history of high you know drugs and mm-hmm violence and it's fantastic i've actually heard of that now that you say that on one of the crime and sports podcasts i was like (laughs) oh yeah i think i remember hearing somebody talk about i mean we we they had like these high-rise flats and like we had uh our locker room was at the bottom of them and i was standing outside one day you know before we got stripped and one of the guys was like hey you got to come in i was like why he's like someone will drop a washing machine on your head i was like (laughs) Dang. Where am I? You know, <laughs> oh my God. Um, and so it was. It was really interesting being there. Um, but I say all that to say, like it was. It was really interesting, and I think this is kind of the the thing I love about sports mm-hmm. uh, is I had no business knowing any of these guys. Sure, there were some guys on my team that I can quite honestly tell you have killed people, and oh, yet. Wow. 
here I am playing with these, you know, <laughs> these guys. And yeah. when you get on a pitch and if you can put the ball down, you can play. It's like, hey, you're one of us. Um, and so over the course of playing with them for four years, uh, my wife and I became real tight knit in the community. My mm. wife actually played over there. Uh, she played um, professional soccer over there in, in Dublin as well. And oh, nice. so we got we got real tight within the community. And that's what I that's what I love. That's actually one of the things that kind of compelled me this summer to um, continue playing with uh, with the athletics was just I mean, there's so many guys who I would know. Otherwise, I would have no other way of ever meeting them, you know, sure. connecting with them. And then right. you put a ball down and you get to know each other and it's, it's really interesting. So I like the community aspect of football and what it does. So, um, so yeah, anyways, Ireland was really cool with that, it, but it was, it was crazy. It took a while to get used to it. And right. then coming back here, yeah. it was like, it was like learning a different way to play again. Yeah. Um, you, so no one's going to drop a, a washing machine on your head. I don't think in Tulsa. Maybe. No, no. <laughs> maybe you go about that spurly. Well, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so, uh, well, um, so you're here in Tulsa, and, and you see you're a family man, and and what do you what do you, if you're not playing for the A's, what 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 are you into? Um, I'm writing actually. Uh, okay. So actually, the last five years, uh, my business partner and I, who uh, he's actually from Jinx here. He's okay. Uh, we grew up playing together at Nationals, and then he um, he went to Vanderbilt as well and played okay. over at Duke. Um, we uh, we ran a company called Train to Be Clutch and okay. did mental training. Uh, with a lot of people in athletics and businesses. So we've done that for the last five years. And uh, this last year, I really I pulled out from everything and I really just focused on writing. So okay. in the process of writing a couple books. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, so that's been, a, that's been a big thing that I've been doing. And then, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading. Just uh, it's, it's been a really interesting season. It's been something I haven't done. So hey, man, I'm not totally across, unplugged from everything. Come so. across one of your books during our like management trainings at work, and you know, Lance <laughs> Combe, You know, we sure. do a lot of that. So, in, sure. uh, you know, company health. So yeah. I'm always interested in that aspect, yeah. the whole psychology behind the psychology, yeah. and, and understanding like why people think the way they do and why they act the way they are, and sure. how we're all hardwired. And and yeah, it's very interesting, and I'm. I'm yeah, very it's, interesting to take yeah, a look it's, at that. Uh, the, one of the ones that I'm working on right now is the difference between competing and comparing. So I'm writing sure. a book called uh, Compete, Don't Compare. And um, it's really it's really kind of dear to me because we work with a lot of young kids, especially mm. in, in college sports. And it's really interesting how how many people are really, you know, to use their language, they're dying um, playing their sport when it seems like, you know, it's this awesome thing. You're playing for a awesome Division One school. and mm -hmm. But they don't know the difference between comparing you know having a judgment of who's better who's who's not mm -hmm. and really the latin behind compete means to um to strive together sure. and it has no connotation of winning and so uh one of the things that i've been helping people do is is kind of dissociate from kind of your your identity coming from what you do and sure. um and really looking at other people who are really good and saying man this is what they do really well i'm going to study them i'm going to watch them yep. and kind of steal some of what they have so i can get better for the good of the team and so um, it's really interesting when you try and transfer that over to the business world. It's uh, sure. a lot of times there's a lot of kickback, but at the same time, there's a lot of freedom in that. And it's, yeah. it's pretty cool to see what happens to the results um, for people when they can step away from that comparison game and really just look at getting better. Yeah, um, no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, um, I'm trying to think, I heard a speech, I think it was uh, Matthew McConaughey said he wanted something to chase. Yeah, he chased himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, did, did he? <laughs> he chased himself five years ahead of him. Is yeah. that the one he was talking about? Uh, well, it was in a, I think it was an Academy Award. He yeah. was saying how that's something he needed something to chase every day, right. you know. And I don't yeah. think he's talking about whiskey, but you know. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other topic there. But no, great stuff. And well, you know, and speaking of competing, you know, uh, you'll be competing in a new venue this year. Yeah. Veterans Park, uh, kind of a neighborhood, has a neighborhood feel to it. I work over in that area, so I run past it all, right. literally drive past, run past it all the time. Just There's always something new over there. They're getting prepared. How do you think that that's going to be this year in those new con those new, that new venue down there? Yeah, I I love it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one of the things, I don't know if you've had a chance to talk with Sonny a ton, but... When I came when I came back last year and I started playing with the A's, um, I, I spent some time with Sonny, or he spent time with me rather, sure. um, and he told me a lot about the history of you know soccer growing up in Tulsa. And one of the things that he he told me about 
was about uh, Pele and Franz Beckenbauer actually training in Veterans Park when they came here in the you know eighties nineties whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And and he was just I, and his restaurant is you know caddy corner to oh yeah right, right to, there to there and so but he was looking at it and he's a he's a really you know passion is the word that i think of with him and oh he, absolutely uh, yeah and so you know he was even getting choked up about it of like here's veterans park and so when they said we were playing at veterans park i was like man this is this is great you know this is back to the roots of where oh, soccer yeah. really kind of hit the road here in tulsa um i love it because it's downtown mm-hmm. uh the buildings being surround surrounding it it just makes it really cool um easy to get to easy and, to get to yeah. and you know our our supporters are so eclectic and so passionate that I think it's going to be a really cool thing for them, you know, oh, to yeah. be able to just walk down from American Solera and, uh, you know, drums going and, you know, Sonny's got a beer garden coming and, you know, sure. it, it'll just be something that I think will be able to kind of take its own shape rather than yep. just plopping yourself into a, you know, a nice stadium. And I told the guys, some, some guys have been really worried about it. And I said, you know, honestly, some of my favorite places that I played in Ireland were, you, you drive up the bus and there's nothing. It's just a big green space. And then the whole town comes out mm-hmm. and it, they basically create the surrounding around the pitch, and it's like that was the coolest thing I played in. Never yeah. mind, you know, the stadium with fifteen thousand people singing. Like it was, it was that. It was, it was this just, whole it community was a cow pasture out. Yeah. and a couple of goals. It, and it a was bunch amazing. Of drinking beer, and, and, and you know, time. and so a lot of guys have commented the pitch probably isn't you know the best surface. It's definitely not the best surface, but mm-hmm. at the same time. When you get out there and you have a good crowd like that, and when you get playing, a lot of times, you know what's going on with the pitch really just kind of gets out of your mind, and you just start competing. So I think it's sure. going to be, I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, and I know Sonny in the back and Matt in the back room guys, they oh, yeah. they're really good at putting stuff together, and so yeah. um, I think it's going to be really cool to see what it's like. Yeah, well, I get, funny you mentioned Sonny. My wife and I, we had a babysitter the other night, and we were just hey, that's just ki- just killing times. We had a babysitter, right? I mean, that's like gold, right? So, and we went to American Slayer and ran into Sonny, and we got chat with him. So he said, "Yeah, chat." Yeah. So yeah, we ran into Sonny a couple weeks ago, and we were talking <laughs> about it. So uh, got to talk shop with him for a little bit, and yeah. actually, actually, I think we talked soccer for about five minutes, and we just talked about. You know, something other than soccer is sure. kind of is really cool just yeah. to chat with him uh, in that setting. But anyway, yeah, that's great location. Like I said, just easy to get to. You know, the armory and those guys, and they're going to be fired up, firing off the you know the smoke and the beers, the tacos. So I think I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'll be running down there with my. 20 month old so i don't know if i'm going to be in the middle of all that but well, who knows my son may love that and may yeah. want to get in the middle of it but well um you know big match on su- sunday i almost said saturday i said say sunday roger come on sunday sunday <laughs> sunday at two sunday two. sunday yep. sunday two o'clock little rock rangers a team that that's progressively gotten better mm-hmm. each season uh you know last year they were right there i think third place in the dist or in the district wow in the league and uh, competed with, uh, you know, the A's and, and Wichita last season. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at their roster this year. I, I'll i be honest, I haven't. But what does this this kind of budding rival mean to you and, and to the team? And, 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 oh, yeah, by the way, you're starting the season with these guys coming to town. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't know a ton about the rivalry. Um, part of my – just kind of the way I, I go about playing and I have for a long time, mm-hmm. I don't really focus a ton on opponents uh, other than, you know, what we need to know about scouting, like if we know that they play a certain formation or sure. who's, who's really good. I don't, I don't typically dwell on that. Um, mm-hmm. But I do remember playing them last year and – um, I think the bigger thing for us is the first time just getting out. Like everybody's antsy to play. Oh you know, sure, we've been, yeah. We've been playing a lot of futsal, um, doing a lot of things indoors, and uh, just getting out on the pitch the other day. I think, I think that's kind of the bigger thing is just mm-hmm. uh, seeing what the team sheet's going to look like, and then sure. um, kind of coming together. And uh, but as I said, like we got a core group of guys that um, I think you know a lot of the guys that are still to come in, they're gonna it's gonna be hard work getting into it, and so. Um, I think it's more just kind of the big season opener, you know, mm-hmm. just getting started. I think that's the the biggest thing. And I think the most important thing is probably just going to be communication, making sure we're yeah. on the same page. Yeah, I got a lot of new – I mean, we have a lot of returning players, but you got some guys that have been in college this whole time sure. and they're getting into town. Sure. And, and that thing was those first games, it's always just – Making sure you, especially playing on the back line, making sure hey we're covered back here. Sure. Somebody's going to stop, or hey they're going to come back and and 
get this guy that's running down the sidelines. And, yeah. and I think that's always the most crucial, even even more so than scoring. Scoring is just scoring. Yeah. But defense, you got. I mean, you, you know better yeah. than I do. It's it's a communication. It's making sure everybody's on the same page and yeah. getting everybody on the same page with. Oh yeah, by the way, hey, how you doing? Well, we'll be playing together in two days. <laughs> like, oh, okay, great. You know, so obviously a challenge I, and there. I, I think one of the cool things is the core group. The core group of guys that we have here mm-hmm. are actually pretty inviting, and that might sure. sound ridiculous, but I've been on. I've walked into a couple teams where. When you show up day one, it's like it's really hard to mesh with them. Yeah, uh, I part of my story was I walked on. I literally cornered one of the Colorado Colorado Rapids coaches and um, asked if I could come train with them Mm -hmm. for. um, And I trained with them for four or five months. And I mean, it it was really it wasn't an inviting locker room at all. And so it made it extremely difficult to just connect with anybody Mm -hmm. that way. And that's one of the things that I really as I was just thinking through the core group of guys, one of the things that they're really good with is that they're pretty inviting Mm -hmm. uh, and that they're actually seeking out to get to know other guys, which I think it'll make it a a, it'll make it a lot easier transition and getting going for guys. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Well, and then I always like to ask this question, too. This is the theoretical question portion of the evening. Okay. If you had to go one-on-one with one attacking player or midfielder or any player that's alive, we'll go with alive or that's played. <laughs> I'm sorry, alive. That's, yeah. that's active. So I'm competing against this person? So you've got them one-on-one. Who would you want to go up against? I mean, are, am I trying to win? Or You're trying to win, like yes. I can say that you know I went one-on-one with this person. Uh, yeah, it, how, whatever, however you want to answer that yeah, question. That's uh, interesting. Um, oh, I was going to say uh, one of the guys I got to play against was Pablo Mastroni. Mm, okay. um, but I was also thinking about if he actually stuffed me, it would be terrible. He's, uh, <laughs> when he tackles, it's like hitting a brick wall. Oh, um, yeah. But it would be, be fun to go against him just because he's a super passionate guy. And if I, I know if I got past him, it really meant – I did a good job because yeah. he was he was legit. Um, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. You think you could take Muhammad Saleh right now? Uh, I could take him to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I would go against him. Yeah. Like, hey, man. Uh, if, there was a, if there was a 50-50 out in front of us and, you know, I had I was closer to it, you know, I'd fancy myself on a tackle. But uh, yeah, outside of that. Probably not. No, he's been <laughs> fun to watch. Um, oh gosh, is he not? Oh, yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, honestly, I can't think of anybody. I one guy I always uh, I always loved watching was uh, Ronnie Gattuso uh, from right. AC Milan, Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he if he got you, he'd shake you up in a tackle. But um, I just loved how like tenacious he was. It'd be kind of cool to go up against him. He was he was a guy I really studied a lot when I was younger. Okay, so, nice. All yeah. right, very good. Well. Um, and I had another question I was going to ask, and I just it just slipped my mind. Um, oh, do you think uh, we'll you want to talk a little Champions League? You want to do sure. that? We'll do that. Okay. So obviously the two matches have kind of gone lopsided a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, obviously getting the big victory at Bayern Munich with Madrid, and and then you know Mohamed Salah showing up and sure. doing what he did. Do you think Roma or Byron have a chance on getting points. Roma's at home, so they may have a little bit better chance. But Byron at the Barnabas, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's been. I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Actually, I was mm-hmm. talking with Brian McCurdy, our coach, um, mm-hmm. one of our coaches. He and we were just talking about the last couple of years. What's been fun with the Champions League is there's been a lot of games where it's like you would think the second leg is already wrapped up before it gets started, and then you right. have these games come back. And so, uh, I think it's a tall order. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly. I'm really excited. I would love to see Bayern Munich overturn uh, Real Madrid. That would be fantastic. Cristiano Ronaldo um, tears hashtag CR7 yeah, tears. Uh, yes. It would it would be really good to watch that watch that happen. Um, I I mean, all bets are off in football. Sure. Um, but you look at the form that Liverpool are on right now. Uh, they yeah. seem like uh, they seem hard to stop. Yeah, unless so. you're Stoke City and somehow you can hold them to zero goals <laughs> <laughs> while you're fighting a relegation I mean, it, battle. It's interesting. Too, like I, every every athlete says, you treat every game, you know, like it's the most important game. Sure. But when you hear, when you get under the lights in certain uh, certain circumstances and certain cups. When I played in Ireland, we played in five different cups throughout the season, and it was each one was different. Like they sure. all had their different feel, mm-hmm. um, and so. It's it's interesting what happens when those lights come on. Um, so I, 
I'd love to watch them. I'd love to watch them win it. I know that would make a lot of people very angry, uh, <laughs> but I, I think it would just be so ironic. I think it'd be funny. Um, yeah, because everyone thinks the winner of the Bayern Munich and uh, yeah, and Real Madrid R- R- Madrid game. Yeah. We're going to oh, yeah, they're just yeah. walk. They're just going to walk over everybody. And I don't know. That's one of the things that's fun about football. I mean, yeah, when it was a couple uh, a couple of Euro- European championships ago, Greece winning it. Um, oh yeah, you know watching. Mm-hmm. Iceland <laughs> do Make what they did. Run. I mean, yep. mm-hmm. that's what that's what's that's what's kind of fun about football. So, um, as I said, I would love to see uh, I'd love to see Bayern overturn Real Madrid. I think that'd be fantastic. Do you have a dark horse or somebody that people aren't talking about that you think will make a big run in the World Cup? In the World Cup, Honestly, I know I'm going all over the place. We're man, just talking. Yeah, We're going. Uh, I haven't really. To be honest, I don't even know what the groups are in the World Cup. I haven't looked at it yet. I've been yeah. I've been thinking about our child coming. Um, and <laughs> I've been writing been. this book and every other you know thing outside of that training. And uh, when I have a second, I'm reading or you know just trying to sit still. So I haven't I haven't looked. Just at don't the World pick Cup United States, okay? That's yeah, the only. I, I mean, I heard I heard that we don't <laughs> really have, that one, I heard right? that we don't have a great chance this year. Yeah, so. Um, but no, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, yeah. I'll I'll record all the games, but um, you have honestly, a little bit of time between, you know, the baby. Well, you'll be yeah, finishing we'll be up the season too. Yeah, Holy we'll be cow. playing. It's uh, this the summer gets going, and you, and, yeah. and the and, and you know the full time job yeah. plus. And you know. now I got to start, you know, following your podcast as well. So that's gonna take <laughs> oh, yeah, another hour. Of like, yeah, so hey, maybe that's what you can do as you're rocking the kid, you know, the baby <laughs> to sleep or feeding or you know, so much dads can do really early on, you know. Yeah. So. Well, hey, uh, uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Gilbert here, defender for Tulsa Athletic. You can see him at in action uh, at two o'clock, Veterans Park versus the Little Rock Rangers. Jamie, I appreciate your time tonight. I'll let you get back to uh, being a dad and <laughs> get back into your evening. But I appreciate you joining joining us and spending some time with us. And uh, do you have any social media or anything you'd like to plug? Or uh, no, just anything for the athletics. Um, uh, as I said, I've I played with a lot of different clubs. This club has a lot of soul, um, mm. and uh, they're definitely worth connecting with and getting out there because uh, it's unlike anything else I've been a part of. So. Yeah, it's very, very uh, grassroots and, and, you know, lots of fans. I'm excited to get out there and watch at Veterans Park and get some tacos, maybe a, maybe an adult beverage. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. I don't know. It might be babysitting. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? So, all right, uh, Jamie Gilbert, thank right. you so much. And uh, right now, folks, on the live stream, we'll have a quick break, and then we'll get Zach Eason in here, and we'll talk uh, some USL action. So uh, thank you, everybody, and we'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back in action. And for those on the live stream, we're chatting a little bit. But we have uh, another great guest on. We're going to go old school, a little old school Tulsa soccer show action tonight here in 2018. Mr. Zach Easton. Zach, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, Roger. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, great. And yeah, like I said, I was like, yeah, well, well, I feel like going old school tonight. So we're going to bring Zach in. We're going to talk. Kind of going back to an old school team, Sacramento Republic, and, mm-hmm. and the Roughnecks. You know, a team that we've we've covered in the past and have had guests on, and and then a new team, the Vegas, the Las Vegas Llamas. <laughs> um, <laughs> for some reason, reminds me of Sim, Sim City. I don't know if yeah. you're any Sim City fans it's out right. there. Alpacas are better. Alpacas, yeah. The llamas will spit on you for sure. That's true. Yeah. So uh, uh, we do have a quick question here: Tulsa and Little Rock score predictions. Um, uh, 5-0 Tulsa. 5-0 Tulsa. Yeah, yeah I, I like Tulsa. I fancy Tulsa to, you know, the A's, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not just – I'd tell anybody this. This is a team that loves scoring goals or loves to get the offense going. Brady Ballou's an exciting yep. – Calling uh, it right now, Brady gets the first goal of the season. He's yeah. going to go he St. Brady. He did that for the Roughnecks. Two, huh? yeah. All right, yeah, I'm, that's, that's work, that works for me. And and uh, hi, everyone that's on here uh, that's jumping on the live stream. Uh, we've got a pretty good active stream tonight, so I appreciate you. Active stream, that sounded really weird. So <laughs> Active stream. So we've got a lot of folks. I appreciate you guys uh, uh, jumping on jumping on there um, and chatting it up. Appreciate all the, all the questions and all the comments. So, yeah, I think, you know, going back to the, to the A's, you know, this is a team – uh, you know, when we had Jamie on and I mentioned a team that brings back a lot of core players and, you know, some of the names, Declan Fitzpatrick, uh, you have uh, Levi Coleman's another one, uh, the Smoker brothers, Jacob, yep. uh, Levi, and then, uh, you know, we have and, and Dave Long, another guy that's a staple to this team. And, yeah, I think that uh, – I think, I mean, you're going to expect this team to compete 
in the Heartland Division. Yeah, you've got FC Wichita, who's you know kind of the up and coming team, and they're they're just they're a solid program too. And, and they have uh, I think you and I have talked in the past about aspirations for Division Three or maybe going pro. And I know so does Tulsa Athletic as well. Mm-hmm. So I think these are kind of teams that are kind of headed in the same paths, same tangential paths, and uh, you know or parallel paths, I should say. So. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I expect Tulsa to put up some goals. Yeah. You know, and if there's that first match of the season, you're getting some of the new guys in, you're getting a lot of this talent. But there's this team's strapped with talent, and yeah. I don't expect them to go winning matches 1-0. It's just not their style. They're, they play more wide-open style and, and, and like to get up the pitch and, and put a lot of goals on shots on goals. So yep. it'll be uh, exciting either way. Yeah, two of the new guys I'm looking forward to is the Benedictine guys. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, you got um, – see lucas rodriguez mm-hmm. and uh adam james you know uh i don't know a lot about those guys but mm-hmm. i've actually played on benedictine soccer field so I'll okay be supporting those guys a little bit more just because i kind of know where they're coming from it's a horrible little town that's in northern um i think it's in northern kansas, kansas. Yeah. yeah yeah i yeah. think i talked to matt bolt about i was like where i've never heard of this school and he's like oh it's in kansas like, yeah, oh, okay. it's small it's actually a pretty nice school but the town was horrible we drove up there uh, back when I was in college and played them, so yeah. Well, there you uh, go, little little connection there. Yep. That's nice. Well, hey, we'll we'll jump back into it. We'll chat a little. Uh, we'll try to move it over to the other side of town and and talk mm-hmm. uh, talk roughnecks and USL action. And I'll tell you what, you know, I made a few notes about the Sacramento Republic match, which ended in a one-one draw. You know, watching it and 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 just. You know, looking at the team, you just felt this is this team had more confidence and and was doing things that was was playing solid at defense. Midfielders seemed to be getting you know their feet under them, so to speak, and getting that confidence. And a few things that I kind of jotted down. Well, we'll we'll kind of talk about the progression of the match. But Joaquin Rivas gets a goal in the second minute of the match off of a really nice cross or or mid swinging cross in from Paris G who. It's this G and and Revis connection that we're seeing this season, and Revis has been really instrumental in some of these goals. Which you know maybe in the past, yeah, he was a table setter, mm-hmm. but now he's in the middle scoring goals. And then the whole match goes on, and just you know he had actually Sacramento, I think, had about fifty nine percent possession, which you'd expect on the road match in a team that is a ball hog team like uh, like Sacramento. And then you get into the 88th minute, uh, and and they they slot one in off a deflection, and you just kind of go, man, that just I know it's a draw. I would have taken that draw, mm. but it just felt like man, we just it felt like a loss at the end of the yeah. day. Did it? it just just you know, but at the end you you have to fancy that result, right? Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, want to go. F- cool. Quickly back to uh, the Paraski goal, and there oh, was sure. something that stood out to me that he did that I don't think a lot of people have been talking about, and that is, a, you know, he got the ball back pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sacramento player kind of lost control, and Sacramento was actually moving forward. They were pushing forward more, um, and he was able to look up quick mm-hmm. and see, okay, their back line is off. They, they weren't man-marking. They weren't in the right spot. So mm-hmm. he, it was a couple dribbles and then quickly sent that ball in. So I think how quick he did that mm-hmm. – and the instinct to look up and see that okay, I got Rivas open in the back there. That that was really amazing. And then then the cross was just perfect. So oh, yeah. altogether, all everything uh, Paris did was amazing. Yeah, and you know, and, and Matt Seltzer has a comment about it's like when we retain players and develop chemistry. And you're mm-hmm. right; these are two players who played together last season. Uh, you know, G kind of played more midfield, and, and now he's kind of gone back to that right back position, which is a more natural position for him. And 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 of course, um, Rebus is a midfielder there, and and somebody that's, that's like I said, been really crucial on some of our goal scoring opportunities. So yeah, you're right. Maybe, you know, I mean not maybe, but that that is a testament to that chemistry and these two guys who are familiar with one yeah. another. Yeah, um, you know, and also. You know, we've seen a ton of uh, improvement from both those guys. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and Ugarte. Ugarte has actually mm-hmm. improved, I think, a lot so far this year. I think he started out a little shaky mm-hmm. uh, first couple games, but the last couple games I think he's been one of our better players. Yep. Um, but, yeah, yeah, this is another common thing with Tulsa is that we, you know, we constantly are moving players in and out, and it's just kind of a part of who we are, Yeah. you know, budget-wise and other things. Um, so it, it hinders us a lot. I think it's something that, 
you know, we have to be, um, I think coach uh, Vod has to look, you know, for different options. He has to yeah. go out and get those guys, uh, like Kafa last year, somebody mm-hmm. that nobody else is really looking at to bring it into USL and he'll go out and get those. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Saturday was a disappointment. Um, because again, it's another mental airs. I think, um, y- you know, you had Jamie talking about, uh, the mental side of soccer mm-hmm. and it's, is it's a constant, it's something that you have to constantly be aware of your surroundings and it's, it's tough to go full 90 minutes. And then once again, you know, in the last, you know, in, in 10 a very minutes, leggy part yeah, of the match, yeah. very, you're, you're, you're just, you're just sitting back hoping that you can clear anything that comes in at that point. Yep. And, and, you know, Sacramento went, I mean, they had everybody in the fr- front half of the pitch, attacking third, everyone was in attacking third. You know, it's like, oh, if you could just slot one back there and get one behind the the, 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 the defensive line. But they were trying to score. They didn't want to mm-hmm. give up a, a point. They didn't want to give up three points at home. Um, and, you know, and to, to, to Tulsa's credit, I mean, outside of that little deflection, I mean, they were – and Serta was playing, had a big game. Uh, a couple of other notes that I made just on the – and all uh, – we didn't talk about Jonathan Levin coming back. Mm-hmm. So he's back, his first game yep. back. He had a pretty good of, game too. Yeah, he did. He had, uh, I think, had five interceptions there. And, and then he had the new guy uh, from uh, Minnesota United, Olmsburg. Mm-hmm. He had uh, – let's see, he had – Five clearances there, and I think they both had great debuts. Yep, a couple of those clearances he had, I remember, were very important. Yeah, uh, ball driven yeah. around the box, and I mean, I Ma- made no mistakes and made some good clearance. That's what you mm-hmm. want from a center back, especially one that has you know hasn't practiced or hasn't really played with any of the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard to do coming in and play full ninety. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just hey, guys, here I am, and we're just playing some soccer. Yeah. Uh, Madonna was injured in the 18th minute. I haven't heard any update. He walked off, and it, you know, I don't know if he tweaked something. He just kind of went down and mm-hmm. was grabbing his ankle, and then he eventually came out. I thought Serta was about to be uh, moved out. Of, I think Kobe Kobe Smith had to go out there and <laughs> give him give him give him the old rub down. <laughs> yeah. He said that he said that they were heckling him pretty good when he was out there running. And yeah. But uh, he so he he got his he got he got a Serta back back in good shape there and then um, and like I said he jumped up and fell down a couple times once on his head once on his arm another time on his hip and I was like man he's gonna break in half out here if he doesn't be careful but he finished the match you know Serta got you know Serta being tough moving on and getting that match. Uh, another guy that had had a really nice match that he didn't hear his name much but you look at his. You look at the fact that he had five tackles, five intercepts, seven duels won. Adrian Giacino. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy I think is, is on the up and up and having better matches every time he gets out there and plays. And then uh, also Merkovic, uh, he had uh, three tackles, six duels won. And I, I think they were helping their playing up a little bit in that midfield, that central defensive midfield position and, and shoring up that midfield. So those guys did, did really well as, and as, as well as um, uh, uh, Ugarte, you know, you didn't see him much, but mm-hmm. they weren't going to him. So if he's quiet, you don't, you know, you don't ever hear about him or see him doing anything. Yeah. It's probably because he's doing his job. Yep. So Merkovic, you could definitely tell he was getting under the skin of some of the Sacramento players, which is a good yes, thing. It's is. what you want when you, you know, it's on your team, obviously. Yeah. Um, He'd be a pest if he was on the other yeah, team. But he does that. have to start watching his yellow cards. I, yes, I think he he's got three or four now, mm-hmm. maybe four. Um, I'll have to look that up, but yeah, he's definitely a guy that's going to be accumulating a lot this season, and um, he's already got quite a few. Yeah, yeah, and whole team a, wise too. We got up yeah, watch. which no one got a red card this yeah. last match, hey. so that's that's an improvement. Uh, yeah, so you know, and then he had just on the offensive side, uh, Paris G, like you had mentioned, had mm-hmm. a great had seventy five percent pass accuracy in the attacking third, which I think is a really great stat for him. And then he had uh, what the assist, like we talked about. Arce uh, had another pretty good match. Uh, he won, let's see here, he had 13 duels, won 13 duels, and had a 68% pass accuracy and seven fouls won. Yeah. So he's a guy that draws some fouls. He, he's, you know, kind of, he's a pretty athletic big dude. And he gets, you know, people yeah. people try to go against him and try to get past him, or, you know, and you know he draws a lot of fouls, draws a lot of contact, and you know you want somebody in that position at midfield to, to be able to, well he kind of plays that center attack in mid, but 
to get those fouls, to draw those fouls, and especially around the box so you can get a free kick or have a chance to score from, from you know, within a, a reasonable range there. So, again, he had another nice match, I thought, and obviously Joaquin, uh, who I think is playing with a lot more confidence now. So, again, just – I know, I know we're disappointed by the result just because you held on to that one nil lead for so long. And, you know, you just kind of had this, it's like, if you don't get an early, get up an early goal, it's, do you give it up later on in the match? And it's just kind of on those, the, the double in the double tail here. You got sometimes give up goals early, sometimes give them up late. I, like I said, I think you had that early sub. So then all of a sudden you had Ben's in there coming in the 18th minute. Anytime we have to make a first half sub, that's never ideal, especially on the road. And, you know, because now you've got, you know, nine players out there playing without, you know, any sort of rest. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you've got, well, not all of a sudden, but then you have a, a home team that's just putting a full-on attack on you. Yeah. So I think all in all, I think you get the point. You know, I think I said a good this, – this road trip, which we have one more match, and we'll have, let you preview that a little bit. And, you know, four points would have been a great – I thought a good result for this three-match road trip. So you have a chance. You have two two points in the bag. Got this match of a team that just lost to San Antonio. I think we've got a couple of San Antonio folks out there uh, on the stream. So a team, San Antonio, had been struggling up to that point. Put three on this Las Vegas team. So you know that they can give up goals. Uh, how, how do you how do you view and and, and if if they can get a, a win here, which I think is pretty possible. I, don't know, I think it's more plausible now, given the result we just had. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So what what do you what do you take for this next match? What do you think about um, it? Yeah, a couple things. I think uh, right now Las Vegas is playing uh, Monarchs, and I haven't checked in a little bit, but it was tied zero zero, and looks like uh, Las Vegas got another red card. Oh. Um, and they are also without their uh, head coach and technical coach. Oh, um, Chellis. Yeah, Chellis and his son both. Uh, um, are in quite a bit of trouble with the USL right now. I don't know if you saw this. This no, I have not. No, give us the update. Bef right before we came on, I saw this. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, something happened during that uh, that game against San Antonio. There's there's some rumors going around, um, uh, but Las Vegas is sticking by their coach and they're saying nothing happened. Um, you know, it's very vague and it's hard to uh, find stuff about this. Um, but <laughs> well, didn't he? Is, I mean, like he was, I thought he was like smoking a cigarette, and, like chilling. Like yeah. I thought, you know, like no, he's fine. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like they were too happy with the refs. I think there was a lot going on with that. Mm. Um, was he inciting a riot or something? Yeah, there, that would, there could okay. have been some throwing stuff at the refs and um, different things like that. And so they are playing right now without uh, both those guys. And you know, it still is yet to determine if they'll have them back um, for the game against uh, Tulsa. Yeah. Um, but you know, so you always hear some things behind the scenes, you mm -hmm. know, just I mean, yeah, you know, it, like it, I said, nothing substantiated or anything that's like here are some facts, but you know, you always you know that they do things a little different there in Vegas. Yeah. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. Def <laughs> definitely different. Um I, I think there is some some things that go on in that stadium that we you know, I think a lot of people could argue might not be the best thing for American soccer. I think yeah. definitely the throwing things at ref, definitely the uh the um, over-the-top vulgarness of, of some of the fans uh, aimed at uh, traveling fans and different things. But, um, you know, it's a top-down. It's what they want their club to be. It's the identity, and they have an identity, and it's working for them attendance-wise. Um, yeah, you, you can't you – can't. it's like the means, do they just – do the means justify the ends, right? Yeah. And, I mean, you – I think – you know, you want to keep everything ethical and mm -hmm. above board, and yeah. you don't want to sacrifice, you know, what you are as a person to just to get results on the field. You, you, I mean, I'd, I, I, I'd rather be broke and honest than mm -hmm. be dishonest and rich. So um, I think that just from that perspective, as long as you're keeping it above board, you know, and, and, and keeping with the norms of the of the league because ultimately that's who you're accountable to is the league. And you can maybe bring in – I know it's like, well, we're bringing 8,000 people to the match every night, but if you get on the bad side of the USL, you don't want to be there. And yep. and they can make it really difficult for you. And it, no matter what you're doing, 
that I, I think Jake Edwards is the type of person to say, you know, it, it's not worth it, and you guys need to go to play somewhere else. Yeah. So, Update but, from uh, Ricky out there, 81st minute, still 0-0. Zero, zero, so. Hey, okay, so my pick'ems, I had a draw here. Hey, you got, you got might have this a couple more minutes, although I am kind of shocked. Um, although Monarchs have seemed to be not, not playing so well, I think – um, really, they got Tampa Bay match. It yep. seems like yeah, yep. they did get a little lucky. I think against us, I think it was another yep. um, against Tulsa. I think it was another uh, mental fatigue on the yep. team and mental fatigue, um, especially some of the uh, coaching decisions. The how that team, uh, how we played defense in mm-hmm. the last ten minutes, especially uh, being up. Uh, was kind of I, I think we shot ourselves in the foot, and I think we should have won that one where the Monarchs definitely. I think we're the better team ultimately, but sure. um, we we should have definitely. That's won. that's one you look back, go man, that should have been yeah. three points, not zero, right? And I mean, yeah. absolutely. And now given where Tulsa is right now in the standings, which yeah, we're tied down there at the bottom with the the Galaxy, and we got to talk about Oklahoma City here in a minute, but. I think we're in a better position than those two teams, like no question. But Tulsa is on the rise. You know, if you're if you're a stockbroker, you're buying that stock right now because they're on the rise. You've got a bunch of home matches coming up here pretty soon. It's the open Cup. Uh, so I think when Tulsa is really starting to get their groove and they're getting these guys who are more familiar with each other, Arce, uh, Gino, uh these guys that that are getting more familiar with each other at the back in the midfield, you know, Murkovich, these guys, I think. And obviously, you'll see G and mm-hmm. and uh, Revis, and I think this team lives and dies by those two. To be honest, I just think they do, and I think they're the kind of the heart and soul of this team. Yep. And you know, I think that as this season progresses, you you see these glimpses of hope, and you see, not really glimpses of hope. You're starting to see it come together a little yes. bit. You're starting to see it congeal and and form into this this team, and 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 something that to be reckoned with as the team progresses, or as the season progresses. Oklahoma City is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one shot on goal in three matches. I think I saw that. I, I can't verify that, but a team that is struggled. They've only had one match, which was the back in March when we went down to Oklahoma City. That's the only match they won. Yeah, that's the only points they've had all season. They've had home matches against Tor- Timbers too. Had a home match against um, who was it? They lost one nil the other day. Um, I can't remember. It was. It was uh, I Oh, St. Louis. Sorry. Yes. So, a team that you should, you know, really win at home. And, you know, it's it's just been a bad season for these guys. And I don't know. You know, the Rousebouts are not going to feel very sympathetic toward them. But I know. I, I think uh, it's mm-hmm. just – you know, with that, that team, season. you know they returned so many players. Oh, I know. And, you know they were they were a good team, especially in the second half of last uh, season. They were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to be thinking Jimmy Nielsen, who's up in Kansas City right now, has to be watching that, just laughing. You know, he he was the guy. Him and his staff were kind of kicked just out. Weren't good enough, were um, they? Yeah. yeah, they were kicked out, and it, it just seemed like there was a lot of turmoil within the front office, right? Um, up uh, down the turnpike, and you know, so I think. You know, it's really pointing out to be well. There might be some uh, coaching changes coming uh, coming to Oklahoma City here soon if it, things don't turn around. Because it's yeah. not a team that is just going to sit by, you know, lightly. The ownership, the the group there. Bob Funk's too yeah. competitive. Yeah. I mean, Prodigal, those guys are too competitive. And I, I know, I just just knowing what I do know about Bob, I know he's very competitive and a very fiery mm-hmm. and very passionate person. So, yep. yeah, I, I know that they would probably pull the trigger if they thought that that would help. But, you know, like I said, it's just, you know, they came on strong last at the end of last season. They kind of puttered around at the beginning. So maybe this is just who they are. Maybe they're playing possum a little bit. I don't know. But to get one shot on goal in three matches, that's pretty bad. But speaking of Kansas City, I'm glad you kind of alluded to that. But um, what is going on with their situation? I know you're a sporting fan and kind of have some connections up there, but what are you hearing about? Are you hearing anything about the Swope Park? They're supposed to be playing at a high school stadium. Then they did. Then they they couldn't. And then they had to postpone matches. And now they're at Children's Mercies Park now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember what the high school was that they were supposed to be playing at. I think it was down in Overland. Fort Leavenworth or yeah. something. I don't know. Down in Overland Park. Oh, Overland Park. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, it was um, one of the richer high schools that's yeah. down there. I've driven that area quite a bit. But, um, 
you know, it, it just seems like it was a narrow field. It sounds like it wasn't up to regulation. And um, I forget, I think it was Seattle that came in and played them there. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that, you know, they complained to the officials and to the league. And, you know, there aren't really um, that many places in Kansas City to play. There, there's like quite a few soccer fields, mm -hmm. but nothing that can hold over 5,000. I think that's something that, you know, the league either, you know, either make the the usl mls two teams you know move outside of the city where yep. they can actually start to fill some of these five thousand seat stadiums or um they need to okay you guys can have a thousand seat stadiums as long as it looks good it you know you can people are them. showing yeah. up i mean yeah i'm not a big fan of that and i know that's more of a u.s um soccer federation uh rule but i think usl sh should you know be pushing more for you know if they're gonna allow the similar teams and that's a that's another conversation we can have some yeah. other time but um yeah it, it doesn't look good on the league it doesn't look good on kansas city yeah um, then you had the debacle last season with the sacramento playoff match who was yeah. supposed to be hosting i mean we're it just seems like that's a reoccurring kind of a thing there yes. with Smoke Park. So, uh, Shawnee Mission Park. Thank you, Mario. So, yeah, this, that's Shawnee Mission. I knew it was one of those suburbs yeah, out there. Yeah, it was there, one of so. the rich suburbs. Rich down. suburbs, yeah. Johnson County. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing, especially with um, – A team that's really yeah, good. A team that's really good. Also, really good. Kansas City, you know, has the funds. They can really – you know, if they move it to – um, you know, you can do, move it down to Springfield, Missouri, out to Springfield, Wichita, Omaha, uh, Des Moines, up yep. to Nebraska. There's a lot of places you can move that's, you know, still pretty close. Yeah, you might not get your players to train with your team all the time, mm -hmm. and that's really what I think they want them for. Yeah. Um, but even maybe Columbus, Missouri. Yeah, I was in Columbus, too. You know, yeah, that, that's, close a, that's close enough where you could play your games there but still have your guys practice in Kansas City. Yeah, um, and it's far away enough to where it's not Kansas City. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. even in Tacoma, yeah, you could in Seattle, there was enough distance. Go, yeah. okay, that's that's a whole different market. You yeah. know, it's yeah, and there there's actually some youth soccer there in Columbus. Mm -hmm. um, I sure. remember growing up that there was quite a bit, and um, you know, uh, there's some, you know, you got your college there. Oh and, yeah, and that seems to be working well for USL teams. You know, you know, five dollar tickets to college students. Sure, brings them in. You know, offer one dollar two beers. for one dollar uh, beers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, make yeah. sure you sell alcohol. Cause that's huge for yeah. any college night. Um, who we've got a couple questions. Who's going to the meet and greet tomorrow night? Yep, I'll, I'll be there, Ricky. Yep. Okay. So, so yep, you'll see me there. Um, it, it's always a good time. You know, go watch some drillers afterwards. Uh, it's fun. Was that? I'm, I'm I'm I've been out of the loop, so I'm I did not know that. that was uh, happening. Yeah. Oh, that's all oh, season ticket holders. Season yeah. ticket hold yes, yeah. okay. That's season probably. ticket holders. I don't think I got the email. But anyway, yeah. uh <laughs> that's another story. So okay. So we have uh did you have anything to add on the Las Vegas and Yeah, um, I see you have a couple of graphs pulled up here, yeah, so I yeah. wanted to make sure <laughs> you yeah. got to chat about it. <laughs> they they're a, a very interesting team in, yeah. as far as their lineup goes and Sammy Ochoa uh, Sammy and Ochoa. Uh, Julian Ulian Portugal. Yep. Ulian Portugal who I really never thought he was that great when he was with us that first year and you know we didn't see him play a whole lot and mm -hmm. every single time he came on I was like, "Oh, he, yeah. Well, he only was, he was only here for like five or six games. Yeah, he, he wasn't was here gone. that often. He did it was like, oh, he's not even because remember he was like, oh, starting lineup. He was in a starting lineup, played midfield, little defensive midfielder guy. Yeah, I think then, he was a a guy who was out of the starting, out of you know, he was a practice guy. He was there to help practice. Um, so I'm kind of surprised, and you know, hey, good for him. Glad he's on a team. He's starting too. Sure. Uh, but yeah, Las Vegas, they're playing a four four two with. Uh, Freddie Adu actually and Sammy Ochoa up top, and that's kind of the lineup they had against San Antonio. Freddie Adu, uh, all right, yeah. And, and their game plan is kind of what we saw in the first couple, especially the second year with the mm -hmm. Roughnecks. It's send it over the top to Sammy Ochoa, and Sammy Ochoa takes a shot. You know, mm -hmm. I think Sammy's leading the team um, on shots and by quite a bit. Yeah. You know, when I looked it up, and this is another thing on Sa uh, Sammy is. The guy's just going to take a sh as many shots as he can. Yep. Um, and every once in a while, one of those will go in. And, you know, he's a strong physical player who can get the shots off. It's yep. just not always accurate or with enough speed that needs to be done. So I, I think, you know, as long as we can put a guy on him at all times, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to 
dropped their shot numbers down quite a bit. And I think that's, you know, that comes into scouting. Hopefully Vod knows this, so you can see it and just, you know, stick Ugarte right on the back of Sammy, constantly pushing him, constantly, you know, just disrupting him. I, I, I think don't think a is going to be much of a factor, is he? Um, nah, he, he played 45 minutes against uh, San Antonio. Um, I think he got a, kicked in the face, but then got Oof. a yellow card for it. <laughs> it was a question, uh, one question. <laughs> yeah, kicked call. in the face and got it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's like the worst thing. Yeah. Like you get kicked in the face. Oh, yellow card on you, bro. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Well, one of the first things that set off the crowd against the, the refs, the, you know, the refs didn't have a great game, but it was, I think it was equally bad on both sides, mm. um, during that game. Um, the guy to look out for is uh, Carlos Alvarez for me. Yeah, Alvarez, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a guy we've seen quite a bit. He's been around USL. He's been with Orange County, San Antonio, I think, um, and a couple other teams. I can't remember. But, right. yeah, definitely a player that um, has experience and one that has been playing pretty well this season. I think he's already had two goals. Um, so, yeah, I think he's the one that really Tulsa needs to watch out for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing him in, in some of those preseason matches and, and how he could get to the ball, get behind the defenders, and, and cause a lot of problems. And he's got a, he does a decent assist as well, and I remember seeing that. So, yeah, so there you go. Another uh, someone else to be watching out for. One of the things I am slightly – I'm going to go ahead and just put this out there. I'm a little disappointed there's not 20 people going to Vegas this weekend from, from Tulsa. Now, I get there's like – You want to pay for my ticket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone's like, man, I just like stop, uh, like between jobs or uh, have, you know, I'm, I'm having a kid, so that's my excuse. Yeah. So. What yeah. excuse is that, Roger? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised we're here right now. Any moment we could just like turn off the stream and just have to, yeah, out, have, really. to have to go um, into labor mode, y'all. So, <laughs> got all the bags packed? Uh, yeah, bags are packed. Hey, and, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I mean, it was crazy. I know we talk about Tornado Alley and you know, the podcast, we make jokes and lights, but. There's like legit like severe weather plan mm -hmm. the same day that we're planning on for our delivery. So, hey, who knows? We may have to get the pillows and blankets. I don't know, man. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Keep you advised. I don't know. We'll 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 get in there. We'll we'll do make our make make the best of it. But yeah, baby number two coming and man, busy season soccer and yeah. I mean we have got World Cup coming up and I know the thing about World Cup it's like oh yeah that's going on but USL's not going to stop. Mm. Uh, uh, A's are going to keep playing. Uh, Fortuna's going to keep playing gonna matches. Be starting up soon, and they. Oh, speaking of, yeah, I want to. Yep. Glad I mentioned that. I want to quick. I want to make sure I read this correctly. I got a text from Wayne about this earlier, so I want to make sure I read this exactly verbatim here. But uh, they're having a, uh, I guess a meet and greet, or not really a meet and greet, but a presentation at a Million Cups here in Tulsa. So mm -hmm. great charity. Uh, I know my friends. I have a lot of friends involved in Million Cups. Wednesday, May second, nine a.m. 36 degrees north, I believe. Um, the uh, yeah, the uh, owner Barry Williams will be there as long and as well as uh, Wayne Farmer, and, and we'll of course have some players there too. So yeah. I know the gr the the ladies are all, mostly all out of school at this point. Maybe a few of them are finishing up finals this this last week here. So I know they'll be getting after it. And man, we have I haven't I know I've talked a little bit about this, but. Boy, they've got a, a a buzzsaw that they've got going on with Fortuna Tulsa. Yeah, it's definitely a team doing things right. Yeah, um, you know it's awesome to see. It's it's uh, you know the women's game here in Tulsa is really amazing, especially with um, uh, the youth at level. Uh, sure, I think a lot of people don't rec not realize how big our our youths are, and I think what Fortuna is doing and bringing some of those. Um, those really good players back to Tulsa for the yeah. summer. You know, we have girls that are playing for the U.S. national team, uh, you know, the under uh, 20s and different things like that. Sure. And they're bringing them here to Tulsa to play in front of their home crowd. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's amazing. I think there's, like, out of all the players, like, one is not originally from Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> it's And you're just, like, Division One, Division One, yeah. Division One, Division One, and, and, and big schools, too. Huge know. schools, um, yeah. OSU is a good program. Mm -hmm. uh there's a there's a girl from K State. Yep, K State. Um, here uh, in Tulsa, there's a couple girls. I think we just signed another one today. To you, yep. From to you, um, one did Arkansas. Arkansas. Yep. yep. Yeah. So some really good, some really good players that I'm really excited about. This I, heck, I I think you could legit make three or four teams in Tulsa and be competitive. Yeah. Because there's just so much talent, and it's just just I'm just talking about just girls that 
right out of college, in college, mm-hmm. or you know, that are still can go out there and, and play. So yeah. and, and the WPSL is a huge league. Yeah. And so there's a lot of teams, but that also means that there's some really competitive ones. And, you know, I've been looking around. I, I think this team really has a chance to go far, if not oh, compete sure. for a title just in the first year, which is amazing for Tulsa. Um, so it's definitely one that people need to check out. Oh, no question. And yeah, that'll, that'll start up, I believe on the 28th of May, I believe, or 20, I always get that date confused, but, uh, it's the weekend of Memorial day weekend. I know yeah. that. So. Uh, 25th, Friday, 25th. 25th. Thank you. Uh, tailgate starts at 5 PM doors open at 6 PM. Kickoff yep. is seven, so. 7 PM kick. So there you go. Very nice. Well, yeah. I mean, you'll have if you're not watching if you're a fan of soccer you're not watching live soccer I don't know what to tell you yeah I mean there's just so much even whether you're A's or Tulsa Roughnecks or Fortuna or all the other you know I I, I mean between those three you should be watching something <laughs> yeah I mean Manchester United is not gonna be playing this summer so go go check those out and you know what whatever your flavor is just get in there and support it and enjoy it. And yeah, I'll be out out and about for all those matches. Probably have a little toe-headed twenty-month-old uh, with me too. So you, some go grab a kid. I don't know, just babysit him for me for a little bit, whatever. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, Zach, you have uh, anything else? Want to? Do you want to talk about Arsenal being the next men's national teams coach with the United States? You think it's going to happen? Wenger uh, to the national team? I don't. I don't think he'd want to do that, and no. I don't think he has. Th- you know, the patience to do what needs to be done. I think he doesn't have the skill set either. I think, right. you know, we're, we're looking at guys like Peter Vermees, who knows the American player, who, you know, has a um, a style that fits mm-hmm. the American player too. I don't think Finger, his style of play is not going to be suited for the American player. It doesn't take into, you yeah. know, what we have. Um, but, no, I, I'm – interested to see what he does like there's a lot of rumors of him going to france to Mm -hmm. uh you know to you know do something there there's you know we could see national teams calling i I don't think he would want a national team like i said i think it takes a lot of um a lot of things that i don't think he would be too interested in but you know who knows um but um, yeah, I think you know where I would love to see him is stay with the you know stay with Arsenal. Yeah, go, go up to the yeah go up to the front offices. Yeah, you know he you know he's a legend, and I I I think I was on the podcast last time talking about how he needed to leave, and I was yeah. all over him. Um, but I I think it's important to remember that yeah, while you know it was time to move on, mm-hmm. we can also look back and say he's also a legend. He did yep. a lot for for our team and he's you know he's going to go down as one of the greatest coaches in the history of soccer he's sure. changed soccer for yep. the better i think and um it's something that you know arsenal fans will never forget yep. uh, even though there was several years of you know of just you know, some eight twos and yeah. some seven ones and some uh did we even show up in the match against yeah. Bayern munich you know i mean it, you, you have those that's I think it's just the slow decline of you know the the, the the slow decline of any person and when you when you when you when you start out so hot and you can only go down you know it can only go down and you know it's just so hard to maintain success at that level. But anyway, yeah, Zach, uh, tell them social media plugs you want to throw out there. Yeah, I'm I'm on there. You You're can, out there, uh, yeah. Zach Eason. You'll find, find him. <laughs> He'll be You'll out find there. find me. I'd rather, you know, if you guys see me at a game or something, come talk to me. Sure. We'll talk about soccer. That's what I love to do. Um, love, you know, some of the guys that listen to this podcast that are from other cities. Oh, sure. Um, Absolutely. I think I'm going to try to make it down to the San Antonio game, so I would love to meet up with some of those guys. Yep. Um, but, yeah, love you, it. You've been down there before, haven't you? Yeah, I was down there for the uh, playoff game last year, okay. which was amazing until the very end. Yes, it was. But, but you know, there, there's a few fans down there that, you know, I, I think are doing it right and are yep. amazing fans. There's some that aren't, you know, but I, I love San Antonio's, uh, you know, the, the Crocketeers down there. Yep. Um, th- there's some good guys. Absolutely. Yeah, no question there, man. Well, hey, guys, I think uh, we're about to wrap this up. But, uh, Zach, I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, and man, we always always enjoy having you on and getting your insight and your input there. And, and I'm sure this won't be the last time you'll be on. So uh, 
So keep your phone on you, and <laughs> you may have yep. to sub in yep. for me for the next week. I don't yep. know. We'll know how this is going to go, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about programming here in a minute. But we'll Go live from the, the hospital. Go live from the hospital. Hopefully by this time next week I won't be in the yeah, hospital. But true. You know, uh, God, I hope not. Uh, something, yeah. Hopefully we'll be out of the hospital next week, but yes. I'll keep everybody in tune. But, yeah, before we you know jump off here, I do want to talk about one of our sponsors real quick, New Day tornado shelters and i know we've got some weather coming in next few days and it's it's may 1st tomorrow and you know it cranks up in may so uh these folks at new day it's an above ground shelter it's built like a tank they've got 12 bolts they're about you know i'm, I'm showing on the live stream but they're huge bolts they go into the ground if they they just claw into the foundation that thing is going nowhere i feel 100 confidence that if something did happen god forbid unfortunately it's happened to me in the past but it happens again. I feel confident jumping in there and riding it out with a small family. It's ideal. Fit in your garage. Don't have to worry about underground spiders, nothing like that. You got to worry about that. Just jump in there, open the door, and get in there and get after it. So, uh, and then a real quick, like I mentioned, uh, programming notes. Uh, so, next week, we're going to kind of play it by ear, obviously. Uh, if I'm available and free, we'll, we'll get something going. It may be, may not be on Monday night, but it may, you know, I'll just keep you guys posted. Um, if I have to have somebody pitch hit for me, I will, but we'll try to get something out there. And I think you guys understand if I can't, but we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll get something going and, and maybe it might be later in the week or, or whatever the case is, but we'll uh, have something and I'll have some uh, announcements in regards to next week's podcast. But anyway, Zach Easton, uh, special thanks to uh, uh, Jamie Gilbert coming on earlier of Tulsa athletic. But anyway, guys, appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you to Michael Mitchell behind the scenes, working the, the sound buzzers, the, uh, uh, the, the, the tornado sirens and working all that. I appreciate him jumping on there and helping us out. But anyway, thank you all so much. God bless. Take care. Have a good one guys.